0: Dwayne Brevett here with Ali her Talk.com. Uh Good morning, sir. How are you? I am awesome.
1: I want to say I was going to say I'm good, but I, I really have to pump it up a little, right? You know, you got it. We got to keep reminding ourselves that we are uh, we're doing okay, right? That's that's the tough part. Other than me needing a haircut, I think uh, it's getting longer and <laughs> longer. Um, I'm just gelling it in different ways to make it look like I was at the barber, but uh, but I need a haircut. That's something I... I,
0: I got I, one, man. I got one a couple days is? ago, so... That,
1: oh, so you're, they're open, the hair places by you? No, no. Oh,
0: underground barber, man. Underground. Uh,
1: oh, there you go. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. And hey, listen... I tell know. you, I have to tell
1: you. <laughs> yeah, you know, the uh, haircutters, I mean, there are people who've been super affected. I have a bunch of moms in the school that had to put their memberships on hold. Um, because they're literally, you know, no income. It's not like they could do virtual haircuts, right? They can't do anything. So they literally went from a career to nothing. So it's kind of shocking. So, so before we were chatting, you know, about, um, you know, the whole entire thing that you were thinking in your school, like everyone's reevaluating their lives, right? They're reevaluating how they spend their time, right? They're about reevaluating how they interact with their family things that they used to do going out to restaurants. Now they're doing family night. Like I have to tell you, you did the scavenger hunt yet or no?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. it's super positive,
1: right? And um, and, and we gave out, I couldn't pick a winner because I guess I didn't pick hard enough things. So I gave out all kits to everyone who participated, 30 different families. So it cost me about 400 bucks to get it delivered, but I have to tell you the photos of, and, and I'm shocked because I do this on a regular basis. I, I gave out pizza kits, but I make homemade pizzas with my family. You know, we'll put all our toppings on it and make it the way we like. We've been doing that for a long time. So, but so many people saying we've never done this before. This was so cool. We would even, they, they said we would even order the pizza kit from the pizza parlor and have them deliver it. And then we bake it because it was so much fun, right? So I think everyone's reevaluating their lives. They're looking at how they're spending their lives. People are looking at their schools. They're saying, hey, do I need this massive space? Do I need multiple floors? Do I need to have, you know, massive amounts of instructors teaching? Like, what is it that, what type of school do I want to run now, knowing that this all happened and and, uh, things could, you know, could be taken away from you at any given moment or whatever? So what were your thoughts? You were thinking about that, right? That's a lot of that swirling around in your head.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean I you've seen my, my place. I've got two big rooms. Um, you know, the whole everything ma- together is not, like I don't know. And not big, massive, right? What is your one floor? It's
1: gotta be like two or three thousand square foot, right? Your big room.
0: It the back room is, yeah. Yeah. The front room is about uh two thousand and then the back room is yeah. probably three.
1: Well, your small room is the size of most people's full dojos. Like your your school is, is huge. And your lobby and all the your the,
0: the area sports lockers and everything. So, I'm sorry, but I just had to point that out. Your school is massive. No, right, thank you. Uh, yeah, so I mean, obviously, I'm uh, <laughs> looking at reevaluating, you know, some of those things. But uh, do I really need to run two rooms? You know, that back room is costing me with uh, rent and cam and and uh, utilities and everything. Probably close to fourteen, maybe let's say on the high side, fifteen hundred dollars a month. Right. And, uh, yeah, with that, you know, you had brought up a point when we were talking before we started. You know, all you need is, you know, 10, 10 12 students to pay for that room. And that's true. Right. That's all I need is 10, 12 students to pay for that room. But mm-hmm. those 10, 12 students could, you know, just go into my retirement as opposed to yeah. going to the back room. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, I totally do. Uh, I
1: mean, it, re- it reminds me a lot of, of my life that I've lived where I've had these different mentalities, you know, like kind of like a forest fire, like a forest, right? You know, like um, it grows to full fruition and burns down and a new forest starts, right? And it's the same thing with my dojo. It's been that way where I had a crux of students and they were my main people and then they all slowly disappeared and I got a new group and then they became the, the group, Right. So I always, my mentality has always changed and even with real estate, like do I own everything and debt free? That was my mentality. Pay it all off, have no debt. Then it went to leverage your money from the bank. Let the bank hold your notes, you know, pay the little bit of interest and, and then it went back to being debt free. And now I'm in the, I'm in that phase again where I want to not have overhead. I don't want to have any bills. I want to be able to do what I want when I want, right? And survive. So that's where you're at now. You're, you're, second-guessing how you should do things. And that's probably a big topic for most people out there.
0: They're going to feel the same way. They're going, like, what should I do, right? And so – Yeah, well, I was going to say the only reason that I need that back room is because I have uh, an advanced – so there's four levels, basically, to getting up to black belt. We have beginners, intermediate, advanced, and junior black belt. I run – Right. And then obviously, black belt. Well, I run our junior black belt and our advanced class because of time constraints. I run those at the same time, um, you know, advances in the back room, junior black yeah. belts in the front room. And and the only other reason that I need that back room is because, you know, you got 30 first degree black belts in the back room, and then you've got, uh, I don't know, 12 to 15 second and third degrees up in the, in the, in the front room and, uh, you know, and they're running yeah. at the same time. Um, yeah. It, 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 and that's a good problem to have, but I don't know that I need that extra cost back there just to. Well, I, I first, I commend you on having that many
1: black belts. You know, so many schools, their slogan is we build black belts or we're a black belt school and they don't have any black belts.
0: So just to have that many black belts
1: training, that's a really amazing thing.
0: However, yeah, that though, was before this pandemic. We'll yeah, well, we'll see.
1: I'm, I'm I'm sure some will come back, and then uh, you know some will reevaluate, right? And that's the sad reality. Like everybody who's on pause, they're on they're teetering on that cliff where they're going to come back or not come back. We don't know. It has nothing to do with the coronavirus at that point, or you know, COVID. When they come back, they'll they'll you know when we're open, they'll be
0: oh I don't know if I want to do this anymore. I want to preface this too. I said something to you off uh, camera before we started. But if if for some reason you see me get up and and walk away, it's because I have drywallers that are coming in. You might actually see them walking by and stuff. But they're supposed to be here at 8 o'clock, but they're not here yet. But we'll see. I am going to – while you talk real quick, I am going to stand up make sure that I – unlock the front door because I'm so in a habit of locking okay. it nowadays yeah so, so go, go, we'll go do ahead. that and I'll quickly I wanted to point
1: out too that to the listeners and the people who view this as well it's like you know now's a great time to reevaluate the business that you run right it's your choice to run your business the way you want I mean you've always built your school around your rules your philosophy your history your culture and then um, you know, I think that for us now, coming back, you can take a lot of time to reevaluate. You can say, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to change my schedule. I'm going to maybe change how many days a week I teach. Like, for example, in my school, I have two locations. I In my one location, I run classes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm closed on Thursday, Saturday. I like to drive the people on Thursday and Saturday from that location to the other location. So, Everybody has six days a week, right? But I have my West ISOP location, which is six days a week. I was thinking of closing one day there and having that day, then everyone be driven to the East ISOP location so that they're kind of going back and forth. It's not, it's, they're, the schools are literally about, I mean, on a slow day, 13 to 14 minute drive. I mean, and that's, that's a long traffic, Right. So we can look at our schedule say, hey, like you, Dwayne, you teach Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You have privates on Friday. You're off on Saturdays and Sundays, depending on whether you do some special events or something like that. So
0: You built this,
1: you know, job where you're Monday through Friday, like a normal work week. Yeah. You have the weekends off. Mm-hmm. So I think that people, especially if enrollment has dropped, you have an excuse. You can say, hey, listen, we, we don't have as many students. We're going to reevaluate how we do things, you know, Um, and, or we're just going to do it temporarily and you don't have to always come back, but if you find out that if you need to, you can. Um, so now a great time to reevaluate how you do things. You know, maybe even I I said, I'm going to probably raise my tuition by another five bucks for all new members and, uh, you know, uh, take it from there because I'm still underpriced for my art, for my, my, um, my school and so on.
0: Yeah. Well, not only are we looking at, um, you know, reevaluating do we need a back room or not, that would mean that we would need to restructure our class schedule. Yeah. And that would mean that we really would need to restructure our curriculum to a certain degree. So right now we have just three belt levels at our, in our beginner class. We would add a fourth belt level into that beginner class. um, And then we would look at losing, um, Three of the junior black belt levels, and so that would mean right. what? In doing that, that would allow us to have a beginner class with four belts, an intermediate class with four belts, an advanced class with four belts, mm-hmm. and uh, um, and then so we're we're basically losing three quarters of a year of money by doing that. Because now it, it doesn't take four years to get to black belt. It would only take um, uh, uh, three years and three months. So, but okay, our, our, Help me, help our me understand, over, understand that. Help me understand that more. To, like, I don't understand yeah, so how. Four, yeah, four years to black belt. So we have 15 belts up to black belt. Right. So, four years to black belt. We would take out that whole junior black belt. So, that's one whole, that's one whole year of classes. And really, in those, personally, in those classes, what's happening is every level they're learning a new form, and then every level they're learning a new, um, uh, uh, a, a series of wrist locks and joint manipulations that really can be taught right. earlier. Um, right. and the forms can be taught earlier too. That we, we I put in the junior black belt level as a prep to get people, you know, really ready to take a So boat. so why would why would that be eliminated? I, I don't understand. Do you just because you're combining Time-wise. them? Time wise, I can't have I can't be I can't have uh, two classes. If I am a one room schoolhouse, I can't run yeah. both of those in, under under that. But what why? I would do is I you? would uh, I, I there wouldn't be enough space. Well, because, like, in my school, um, I
1: have multiple floors, and I understand. I used to run a full schedule, 68 classes a week with multiple floors. And then I, I had everything overlaid each other by 15, 20 minutes. So, like, for instance, one class was running. The, as that class was doing its wind down, I'd be starting the second class. And then I'd have my students start that second class. Um, and, and or I'd have a junior instructor start that second class. This class would dismiss. This class would be up and running, and I'd do the same thing. I'd layer it on top of another class. So I took uh, technically, let's say, five hours of classes, and I condensed it down into three and a half hours because I had that fifteen-minute overlay. And you have a perfect flow with the way your school's set up that people wouldn't be in each other's way. So you could still do that with minimal um, changes. However, you're still going to use that second room. But when I I condense down, actually, and I still have my second room. It's just empty now, and I actually put them in the same classroom. And I basically say, okay, here, junior showdown's ready. You're off to the side and you're practicing. So, I mean, I don't see you having a lack of space, even if you condense that room
0: down and still having them in the same classroom. I think you could make that work, no? Well, maybe, maybe, but but if we build it back to where it was before, no. Yeah, but then you could always go, to your schedule and maybe do an A, B
1: schedule too, right? You know, have A classes Monday and Wednesday and Friday as a makeup and then Tuesday and Thursday and Friday as the makeup for those classes and
0: still run that group. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And and, and we even talked about restructuring the private lessons too and making them um, semi-privates and and group lessons. So if you're a beginner, you you, you miss your class. You give them
1: away for free, right?
0: yeah they're included their... so they
1: get they get their classes and a private lesson and they schedule their private and you guys do a one-on-one with every student so yes any group privates are okay too you put four of them in a group and then you you know have them sign up and then that way they're and i like that energy too like a private lesson is daunting and draining not only for you as an instructor but as a teach as a
0: student as well, well. but but they're, t- they're only 15 minutes in length so it's really oh, okay. not that bad yeah, so then you could bang a bunch of them out. So I think that, I think honestly, so anyway, the
1: question, the thought of all of this is reevaluating who we are, right? So you're like, can you save fourteen hundred bucks a month, you know, seventeen, eighteen grand a year, um, or you said, and this is a question, like, what if we ramp back up again and we grow and we're back to normal, you know, will we have the space? And then you would have given that space away. Um, but then there's other ways around it. You could go to an A schedule, B schedule, right? Or you could, you know, mix some groups together that weren't together, and it could vary. Um, on, I tried to look at your schedule on online, but you have uh, your
0: you have your virtual
1: thing page up. That's the only one that you have up, right? So you didn't have it. It
0: wouldn't matter because I don't have my schedule in there anyways. Right. Right. So so um. But anyway,
1: for me, I, you know, I try to always look at it and say, okay, I could, like, say, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, maybe it's beginner white and yellow belts. And then, you know, Tuesday and Thursday, we go beginner white, yellow, green belts, right? And um, so there's a different group that gets mixed in. So that in my schedule, everybody always gets one – I'm sorry, everyone always gets between three – and six days available to them, and more like five to six days that are available. But they're only allowed to
0: choose three of those six days, so that they have yeah, that. Yeah, I only have them do two. They only can do two, and they have to do an A day and a B day. So uh, right. let's just say begin beginners, beginners, um, uh, white, yellow, and orange. They are right. uh, either Monday, Wednesday at 4:30, or Tuesday, Thursday at 6:15. Right. Right. And that's so you have to, a and lot. Yeah,
1: so you have availability. I mean, it would just take a little bit of looking at the schedule to rework it. But really the main point is, you know, what will you be saving? So, you know, your
0: tuition is what 170 something a month? Well, the base is 149. But okay, I, think I'm, 149. Like said, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to I think I'm going to go up and, and and probably do like a uh, you know, like a 157, just an off number too. Right.
1: So that's, like, roughly about, like, 10, 10 students to cover that room. Um, but, you know, I used to think that way. Like, I, you know, I used the old Rob Kiyosaki method. Like, if you want to buy an asset, you buy it, and it makes you money, and then you could buy that toy, that Mercedes, that BMW, that summer house. You've got to cover your asset with an investment. So you would have to say to yourself, is it worth it? Because if you did scrap that, you'd have that
0: 10 students less pressure. And even if you had 10 more students, that would be pure profit in your pocket. Well, yeah, I think but see here's here's what my thought is. Right now it's not being used, obviously. When we right. reopen and and everything is back to semi-normal normal, whatever, uh I plan on not using that back room because I've got a couple of years left on my lease anyways, so I have to have that back room, you know what I'm saying, for a period of time anyhow. So I, I totally have time do. to run this. I have time to run this and test this and see if it, if it's something that we can legitimately do. Um, right. And, and you know what I'm saying? So I, that's what I'm I totally do. Do. And then the other thing, I, the other thing is we, we, uh, I don't know if you remember those focus masters that I had or have yeah. in the front room, those, yeah. those red ones that are drilled into the yeah. floor and into the wall and stuff yeah. like that. They protrude out. There's, there is uh you know, 12, 12 feet by by you know four feet that a uh, floor space that I can't use unless somebody's right. using the Focus Master. So I right. took those out. That's why I have a drywaller coming in to finish off this drywall and wow. stuff because um, I took it out. Now now uh, I'll have a little bit more floor space for social distancing. Um, yeah. You know, type thing. Uh, holding up my quote fingers yeah. for the people that uh, that are listening rather than watching. But right, right. So we're, we're, we're evaluating a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's cool, though. And, and you know what I like about you and other
1: successful school owners, you know, that we're always thinking, right? Like, I have a few of my friends that they're already showing videos how their school is going to be operating, you know, lines on the floor and, and sanitation stations and all of this stuff that they're going to be doing for safety. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, always thinking ahead so that we can, you know, nip the problems in the bud before they happen, so to speak, right? So um, that's important. I mean, that's essential for a successful school owner to do. And, you know, hopefully you weren't like, and, and then, sadly, there are many martial arts schools in my area that have been closing down. Um, you, you know, Steve rent, signs up, and maybe they are closing that location and getting out of their lease and teaching out of their home, or maybe they're moving to a different location. It's hard to kind of track. But I do know of one really big MMA jiu-jitsu school that's been in operation for 20 years. It just closed its doors for good. Um, and they were well, we pretty, pretty much a leader in the industry around the area, you know, and had a big fitness program and all that. So I'm kind of sad to see that happen. But then again... Who knows what was going on internally beforehand? Like, were they really making money? Or was it all big hat, no cattle? Like, were they all, you know, living every month on barely just paying the bills? Who knows? You just never know. So this might be the culmination of it all right now. So, so I think, I think for you, Dwayne, I think that's a good thought is to like reevaluate and do steps ahead. And I love that you're renovating right now. People are going to be ready to come back and, and you know, taking a look at things. So, The other question is, you know, what do you, what kind of, you know, you're not, how old are you now? 40 something? Well, I'll be 47 this year. So you're young. I'm 55, going to be 56 this year, right? So, you know, and I've been doing this, this year is my 29th year, November, right? I'm one year away from that 30 year mark, three decades, right? So I say to myself, like, where do I want to be? As a head instructor, in five years from now, when I'm 60 years old, do I still want to be in the grind every single day, teaching? The next thing that happens, worrying about it, staying up at night, or do I want to maybe simplify my life? Do I want to maybe retire a little bit, or half retire, or hand my school over to my guy fully? Um, you know, how how are we going to do that? So I think this is a great time to start evaluating your lives, you know, the listeners that have schools, and even if you're a brand new school owner, you should have a three-year, five-year, 10-year, 15, 20-year plan in your mind. Of course, it could always change, but, like, what what do you want to do? Like,
0: that, our parents used to say, what are you going to do when you grow up, right? Like, you know, that kind of thing.
1: Like, we've, we've right. been yeah,
0: we've, we, we, yeah, and we've talked about that before, uh, and I know you're not asking me the question, um, but we've talked about that before. You know what? What does it look like to the, the end game? You know what does that look like? And, right. You know, un- uh, unfortunately, you know this is a a field that I could do in, well into my 70s if I wanted to. Right. Right. I mean, I really could, uh, as long as my health was there and stuff like that. I really could. Um, I my problem is I don't know that I. I don't know that I'm equipped to do anything else, number one. But then number two is I don't know that um, I want to do anything else. And then lastly, right. number three, is I can't see myself being retired and, and not doing right. something. Like, I, I just can't see it. And I'm not the, the the woodworker going, you know, in my shed and make stuff for people or make something. That's just yeah. not me. I, I, I get jazzed working with people and building Things and just you know even even reevaluating this whole thing and, and even talking with my guys about restructuring the curriculum and stuff like that even though that's that's a lot of work especially yeah. reshooting some videos and getting the the online uh, and the app to all be uh, uh, succinct that's going to be a lot of work but it's exciting it's what yeah. I like if that makes sense it totally does I mean. portions of what we do, you and I
1: behind the scenes, is, you know, all the the buildings, you know, hey, Allie, I just uh, found out how I'm going to do this on Spark and, and, you know, goal setting, and I found a new way to do this, and I mean, we are constantly sharing with each other um, the things that we're doing to make our studios better. Unfortunately and sadly, though, there are people out there that don't do this. Like, I have a friend... Three uh, friends, they're old timers, that, you know, they, and I say old timers, you know, in age as well as time in the martial arts. That basically just shut down and said, "I'll get back to it," and you know, and uh, you know, when we come back and we're allowed to open, um, no online classes, no virtual training, no real YouTube training videos. So I mean, they basically threw up their hands and said, "I'm not suited for this." If, if If this is the way that this generation moved, they'd be, they'd be done. And and who knows what they're going to come back to because their students have been in limbo for the last, let's say, um, you know, three months. So I love reevaluating and I I like that. um, Adam McCauley, Renshi McCauley said, uh, morning fellas, restructuring a bunch of things for the past few weeks. Exciting but challenging all the same. Now, by the way, Renshi McCauley runs a hugely successful two locations in um, upstate New York or, or in, you know, uh, his area. Eastchester, I believe it is. And um, he is uh, very successful. I mean, he has a gorgeous school. I mean, like I usually go into schools and pick them apart and I don't mean to do it. I just go, oh, they should fix this. They should fix that. This is dirty, that's dirty. I went in his school and I couldn't find a thing to pick on it. His bathroom, no joke, his bath, private bathroom in his location was nicer than the bathroom at my house. Like so that just to give you an idea of how beautiful his school is. You know, cascading waterfalls, everything. So of course he's out there restructuring and doing amazing things because that's the kind of guy he is. So so here's the thing, Dwayne, I'm asking you a question that you could maybe give an answer to for your out of your opinion for the people listening. So what should some of the things be? Like maybe five items that maybe people should look at. And, and reevaluate. You know, what could there be a few things that you know you would say? Hey, if you're a school owner, now's the chance to do this.
0: Uh, okay. So, you know, do you really need a front desk person? Right. If you have That's the right awesome. software and systems, do you really need to pay a program director? You know, four hundred or five hundred dollars a week, or whatever it is, plus commissions or uh, you know bonuses or what you know look whatever it is, do you really need that? Or you know, now in this day and age, can a software fulfill most, if not all of that? If that makes sense, um, and better that, and and or better, right, right. You yeah. know, um, and I'm still on the fence with that. You know, I am. That's something that I'm reevaluating because. Besides physical phone calls, I, everything is happening almost on autopilot, right? Yeah. Um, you know, on automations, except for some of the text and push notifications that need a answer or emails that need an answer. But my thought was, you know, can the head instructor do that? You know, can Mr. Bean come in at 1 o'clock in the afternoon like he normally would do? answer questions from 1 to, you know, 3.30, start classes at 4 o'clock, and then, you know, uh, everything's finished by 8 o'clock, and then he hops back on the computer from 8 to 8.30 to answer any additional questions, and then everything else is just, you know, uh, forwarded to the following day. And and then we would just, people would be trained that, you know, look, if I'm going to get a response, I'm probably going to get a response for, and from 1 to, to 3 o'clock or I'm going to get a response from, you know, 8 to 8.30 and that's it. And maybe we would even put that into our verbiage, uh, you know, into the yeah. training of, of the onboarding well, of, of people. then They would understand that. And if you want well, to sign up for something, you would do it in the app or if you right. you know what I mean? It, it, just all of that. Yeah. The <laughs> only thing that we talked about was if we're bringing in a new student, what does that look like? You know, and Mr. Bean said, well, you know, we would only allow, you know, two students a night or, you know, for those beginner classes, two students. And I, he goes, I would just have an assistant instructor finish up the class that's happening. I would come out, that's introduce myself, have the iPad, take the picture. Give them the uniform or whatever it is, tie their belt on. Yeah, uh, and and we would create series of videos. And I already did this, anyways. And we did, but we did it on the back end. Series of videos that they would uh, see. Hey, look, this is how things run. Yada yada yada. But I think what we do is we create a series of videos rather because I only had one video to prep them to come in. Right. But we would create a series of videos, maybe two, maybe three. Yeah. Prior to them coming in, um, so that Most of that work would be done, if that makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense. And so so staying
1: on this topic, basically, I went from, you know, always thinking, and I taught this while coaching to many school owners, that if you have a location, you have three things. You have a head instructor, you have a program manager, and you have an assistant instructor, right? Those are the things you need to operate fully And then I also, you know, I listen, I I love Spark. And I would almost think, and I'm not saying this in any way, but I would almost think they stole all of the things that I've ever developed in my DNA. Now, I know that not to be true because, honestly, you know, Ron Sell, Chung Park, they're masters at running their school. So they're probably doing it better than I was, except I put it into a spreadsheet. But now they put it into software. And I'm almost like, wow, it's everything that I've ever done that I ever needed laid out. So I had program managers that were helping me implement Spark, finding out, like, I could see them going, like, well, what am I going to do? Like, if we're going to automate this, what am I going to do? And, what you know, if we're going to do that, what am I going to do? They were actually fearful of their lives. And then I realized, too, that a lot of these program managers, sadly, were not doing the job that I wanted. So if I was paying them for a four-hour, six-hour shift, I was getting about an hour and a half to two hour of productivity, right? The rest of it, like I had a lady that worked for me and I walked up to the desk after teaching and she's watching cat videos on YouTube. You've heard me say it. And um, I'm like, what are you doing? She goes, oh, I'm watching cat videos. I'm like, am I paying you to watch cat videos? She says, why shouldn't I be watching cat videos? I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, you know, this went on all the time and I, I wish I could go back in time because I, I would I'd be way richer than I could ever imagine because I wasted so much money on bad employees that didn't do their job. So now the computer, the system, does it for me. Now, if, if it's 90% compared to, let's say, maybe having a live person at 92%, it's worth the 2% of missing whatever of that live interaction because we're saving all that money. In fact, my accountant called me this year and he said, Allie, I think I'm missing something. He said, you have no payroll this year, virtually. You went from... Having massive payroll over the last two years to almost little payroll this year, and you're – you're he said, I'm 45% more profitable this year than I was the year prior. and And I have to almost equate a lot of that to the systems that are in Spark that you and I have talked about that we've made up within Spark, how we're using the software. So you can absolutely – do that without a problem and by the way I have parents that help me like if, we're, if no one's at my front desk and a brand new person just stumbles in and walks in a mom will take her shoes off because they're used to it we have you, you know you have those staple parents that you can trust they'll take their shoes off and go Gian or Renchi, Uh, someone's here uh, and needs to ask you some questions I told I, I them to the wait and I'm like, okay, hey, Johnny, take over the drill. We're going to do blah, 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 blah. And I go out and I talk to the people. I set them up with an appointment. So I'm like blown away by it. And I have my hands in everything, but I don't feel no. like I'm working
0: 10 times harder. I just, I'm on it. Does that make sense? It totally does. And I I, I want to be able to remove myself from um, this. Like, I don't want to have to be here. I want Mr. Bean to be able to run everything and the software yeah. is going to allow it. The uh, redefining and restructuring of the curriculum and the classroom is going to allow that to happen. Um, right. That way he doesn't need me. Uh, you know, God forbid yeah. something happens to me, I want it, I, I want besides like, okay, so what does he not do? He doesn't do the advertising. He doesn't do the, 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 the payroll. Um, he doesn't pay the bills. Uh, right. look, with, with, uh, with, with, besides some of the other advertising that we do, with, I mean, all he would have to do is, you know, get on my Facebook and, or get on his Facebook and, and contact Gus and say, you right. know, hey, look, unfortunately, you know, Dwayne Brummett died and, and I'm running the school yeah. now. You know, how can we transfer things over so that, you know, you know, you're working with me instead of him because he's dead? You know what I mean? <laughs> My and, daughter would and, yell at me. And when, when I talk like
1: that, she goes, Dad, stop saying that. And I'm like, but Kiara, what happens if it happens? Like, I don't know about you. I have a literally a 30 page Microsoft Word document, basically spelling out everything that I own. I mean, down to, you know, tangible assets that they would never think that are worth anything, right? Like sometimes people go through a uh, people's estates and go, this is garbage, that's garbage. And it li- literally was like a samurai sword worth 5,000 bucks or a gun or a piece of jewelry. So, um, yeah, you should spell that out for him so that, God forbid, anything does happen, your wife and your children could say this is what Dwayne would want and how we should structure it. So I, I could share that with you. It's like a 30-page document that I have in place. Now I have to get my estate. Um, to uh, update it so that my attorney, when that happens, everyone knows you want to take that pressure off people. But, but you're right though, so what you know, Mr. Bean, all he has to do is ask those people, right? Because he knows who to go to. And, and, and let's say, let's be less morbid. And let's say you and your wife decide to jump into an, an, an RV and you want to travel for a month, you know, off the grid to drive and go up into Sedona and the mountains and spend, you know, not have that pressure of checking in every day.
0: Um, you could do that and feel good about it, right? That, yes. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm talking about, about running leaner. Um, and, of course, I was going to rhyme and say cleaner. But, you know, running right. leaner and, and with less stress and higher profits, you know? Right. And then everybody wins. I mean, they, they do. Um, and I, right. And, and I think I think redefining our... And restructuring our uh, leadership program and making it more. Mm-hmm. like, Look, I'm I'm looking at Zoom and some of this other stuff and going, okay, how can I, how can I utilize this for after this to add more value to my upgraded programs than I already have in them? Um, you know, yeah. and I haven't come up with some great ideas yet, but but I like I'm looking at those things and you know yeah. it could be that. I mean, we already, with our leadership, we already have a packet that they do, a leadership topic they do every three months. Um, But I think I would like to be able to tag along some uh, videos that would go along with it, Um, maybe some interviews that would go along with those things. Um, You know, I'm just, I'm reevaluating a bunch of different stuff. And,
1: and by the way, um, Wrenchy Adam McCauley, who's on here with us, has a, I, I've been a guest at his school and taught physical martial arts seminars, and then I taught his leadership team. Um, and he's got about, from what I remember, like 100-plus leadership team members, and they only meet once a month. And he charges a pretty decent premium. He charges more than I charge, and I meet four times a month. Um, and... Uh, He's got all these junior black belts and junior instructors and up and coming people. So he's got a very large pool of people that he can easily rely on to say, hey, you teach a class, you teach a class, you do this, you do that. And it's pretty awesome. Um, maybe one day we should interview him on, on our call. I'll ask him if you, if you don't mind, Dwayne. And we're putting him on the spot now and maybe interview right, him right. some of the systems that he's using. Um, if he's still listening, let us know if that's Okay. But so yeah, I, I love that thought. You know, Dwayne, you're you know you're
0: reevaluating. So, you know, you know that. Look great at this. Thing. We had uh, uh, Kenny Bigby do a uh, Muay Thai seminar for us, virtual, right? Tying some of that right. in. We had you doing uh, a uh, Ninja seminar for us, tying right. some of that in. Um, you, you know, with Zoom allowing that to happen right. where people could do it out of their homes and, and that would be yeah. part of leadership. You know, maybe once a quarter we have a special guest instructor that would be via Zoom. I love that. Um, I love that. Uh, I'm writing that the, down. That's an awesome the, idea. But then, like, okay, so we had Kenny do a jujitsu seminar, a virtual jujitsu seminar. It was phenomenal. I had so, you know, but alongside of that, I had, some students going, hey, how can we train with you, to Kenny. And and then I had to, like, I said, do you you guys realize that that's my jiu-jitsu instructor? Like, what I'm learning in jiu-jitsu and you're learning is from him. Yeah. And I never relayed that to them. Like, you know what I mean? So I I need to implement those things so people know – you know, who I am, what's going on, yeah. uh, what, why, what they're learning, why they're learning, where it came from. I just, right. I, I never did that. You know what I mean? Right. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, and and again, this is so cool, though, like looking at
1: this offer. By the way, I'm, I kind of, yesterday, I, I don't know what it is, but Mondays are like the my Monday blues days, right? So I wake up, and, and it used to be more of the Monday blues because my fiance, Nicole, who's probably listening right now, or maybe not because she got new earbuds, right? Um, but, uh, she would, we'd spend the weekend together, you know, after a long week and spend so much time. And then Monday she'd go back to work and we'd we'd be missing each other. Now we wake up and it's like that Monday feeling in your gut, like, Oh my God, another week of having to get through this all and watching these stupid coronavirus commercials and every infusion, like you can't, you can't do anything without hearing this stuff. It's just sickening to the point where that's why people are depressed sad, and, but I'm not going to go off on a tangent right now, right? But anyway, so... <laughs> let,
0: me, so um, let me virtually slap you.
1: Yeah, David, like that video that they're doing now, right, where they're doing people... It's a great idea. I'm rambling. Um, where they, you know ever see the stunt video where the one person punches the stuntman, the stuntman falls, punches another person? Schools are doing that now. John Gason's school in Illinois is doing that with their students. Good idea, just in case, you know, and, and making a collage video of each student doing a special kind of move, falling, hitting each other with a chair, that kind of thing. It's pretty fun. Um, but anyway, so back to back to this, like, saying, you know, it it really all depends on what we're doing. Like, you and, know, and it, it excites me, it motivates me, and having you on the call right now. Like, I'm I'm excited. I'm going to go back in. I'm going to reevaluate my leadership team. I want to make it a program where they're so jazzed and excited to be in it. Like, they're the rock stars of the school. They're the future teachers, not just future black belts, but future teachers. So now is a good time to reevaluate that curriculum, that program, the way you
0: yeah. structure it in your school. Well, and I'll tell you, uh, and I'm going to mess his name up, but Far Farbrower, yeah, Far Far,
1: far bearers, uh I forget the last name, but yeah, I watch a lot of his okay. stuff.
0: Yeah, well, he had uh, Tom Callis on. He was doing a uh, Facebook Live, and um, I, I, uh, I, it was really neat to, I, you know, it was really neat to listen to Tom Callis. But one of the things that that really resonated with me is, you know, he was talking about that, and and and. I guess I, I started out this way, that I I was teaching karate, I was teaching martial arts, but I was really building a human being and giving right. them the skills to, you know, when they, <laughs> when they uh, finally leave me, you know, that type of thing, uh, that they would have the leadership skills and the discipline and the focus and all those things. But he, he kind of brought up to me, when I was listening to their conversation, he brought up the fact that... You know, are we, are we still really doing that? And and what is tangible? Like, so when somebody finally leaves, yeah, maybe Johnny is a really, really good martial artist and when he's there. But after he leaves, how is he applying these skills that, that you taught him later yeah. on? And then, you know, uh, capturing that information and getting it into your marketing now, you know what I mean? Like almost going back and interviewing the people that I, I, I personally taught and say, hey, what is it that I taught you? What is it that you still use? How do you still use it? And then, you know, bringing that back in and then obviously looking at different ways to make sure that we are, you know, doing what we say we're going to do, you know? Well, can I,
1: I, by the way, Tom Petiri just joined our group, which is he's a legend as far as, you know, personal protection and bodyguarding. So that's kind of cool. And Gus Lopez, I don't know if you saw, he just wrote, I just got back from my DJJ class. It's like nothing happened. They're back to grappling and, they, nothing changed no and
0: he's in Texas so
1: yeah so it's amazing um, anyway so so for us though you know you say to yourself like what you know what can what can we do what can we change what can we alter um, th- that's something that's super important I mean we have to look at that like you know right now this is a great opportunity to do that to be able to you know say since we got back we thought about things differently we're gonna change this program to be this way, and, you know, if you don't want to do it anymore, I understand, but if you do, this is the way it's going to move forward, right? And and I like that. I think that that's a really big thing. So, number one, you said you would evaluate your, your front desk person. Number two, you said maybe revamp your leadership team and change that a bit or do something with that, right? What would be another one that you would share with everybody?
0: Um, I Well, I, I, I think you, scheduling. You know, like we okay. okay. talked about already, but, but looking at this rescheduling, you know, the scheduling, looking at um, your curriculum, um, you know, and paring that down to be more succinct. You know, for us, our beginner classes was so different compared to our intermediate on up because I didn't teach any traditional material in the beginner classes. It was just all right. boxing, kickboxing, fitness, all those things. I'm going to bring some of the traditional material down into that level, maybe about 20% just so that it's not a shock when they go to intermediate and go, oh, my gosh, this is not what I signed up for, you know, because I don't know that I've had that, but I I potentially could have had that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So before you mentioned like the – you said the martial
1: arts were like, you know – um, making sure that the quality was there. You were talking about the black belts or, you know, what we, why we taught and what we did. I think that a lot of times we tend to have this kind of top-sided mentality in our schools where it's, it's becoming less and less about physical self-defense and more and more about, you know, mental development and focus and self-control to the point where we're not pushing our students physically anymore or as much. And I, I have had many conversations with my friends that are technically and I'm holding my quote fingers up the old school martial art guys right and they're like you know people aren't even teaching martial arts anymore it's like not even like no one would no, and I hear this all the time no one would go through what they what you used to teach in the 90s no one would even permit that parents wouldn't even allow it you would they wouldn't even train so I think there's a period of time and one of our my friends is, um, is upstate New York He talked to me the other day he called me up and he said. I'm going to go back to the old hardcore stuff. I'm going to make my school smaller. I'm going to take on less clients. It's going to be like when I grew up. And I said, "Well, you're going to have a very small, small population that way." But at the same time, if that's what makes you happy, then then make it. Make it. You, you know, do it. Like, what's the sense of being in a job that you can't stand? I always say that. If you if you can't stand it, work in it until you can find the job of your dreams. You know, but be be looking for it on a regular basis. So. So, scheduling of your classes, that's another thing. So, then how about one more or two more to make it five? So, number one was um, reevaluating whether you need a front desk person. Number two, leadership team programs, reevaluating how you're going to do that to bring more people into instructor roles. And the third was scheduling of your classes. I wrote down on my paper scheduling of my both schools. So, I
0: have a note that I'm going to work on there. So what is? are you going to do anything with price increases or changing your price structure or anything like that? <clears throat> yeah, like I said, I think I'm going to go from 149 to, like, 157 or something like that. It's not a big jump, but it's a little bit of a jump. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, my leadership is $20 more per month. And then after that, my storm team is only $10 more per month, which is – that's the instructor program um but i think i'm going to i'm going to move that one too and, and maybe even add 15 bucks to that as opposed to a $10 storm team extra charge maybe $15 so you know uh, it was where it was 149 and then 169 and 179 now it would be more like right. you know 15, 157 177 and then you know uh, if i you know maybe another 20 bucks 197 so just under 200 bucks yeah. Yeah, I like that. And listen, your leadership team is really
1: like a lot of the information that I know if you're like me that you share is life changing stuff, you know, how to be a better person, public speaking, goal setting, time management, time slicing, all of these things that is what you and I have paid tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars to learn with guys like Brian, you know, Brian Tracy, Tony Robbins, you know, Alexander, what's his first name? I forget. Gary, Gary Alexander, I think it was the public speaker. Yeah. Um
0: yeah, Zig but People like
1: that. Zig Ziglar, Yeah, guys that you've been with as well that I've never had the privilege of meeting. So maybe a price increase. And it doesn't have to be massive. I always tell school owners, cause like I just said to my daughter and fiance, you know, I'm gonna maybe raise my prices. And they're like, is that a good thing to do now? Like now when you're, you know, you're gonna come back? And I said, well, I'm not gonna raise it massively, but I may go from my basic program of 135 to 140. You know, and for all new members, it's going to be 140,
0: you know, and I, and I want to make sure. What do you think about this? Because I had, uh, you know, one of my groups that I, I meet with that, you know, I've talked about this on our podcast before. There's two other owners, uh, not even in the martial arts, that I meet with that <clears throat> they make a whole heck of a lot more money than I do. But, uh, you know, one of them really. But anyways, you know, uh, he had brought up, one of the guys had brought up, um, uh, you know, what is your tuition and then, you know, every year does it go up? Is there a, is there a 2% or a 3% increase right. in tuition right. automatically? And I said, no, I've never done that. He said, why not?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that before, too. And I think my answer is, like, you can't just raise your tuition every single year. I mean, everybody does have inflation. Like, I had a big argument with my uh, – not an argument, a debate um, about, you know, the, you know, the debt that we're going into in country and how we're going to be able to afford to pay it off with all the free money and free mm-hmm. unemployment and all this stuff. So I said, you know, it, they just print more money. And, and and the person I was talking to you said, well, that doesn't mean anything because the money is going to be valueless. And I said, well, if it's, if it's paper and people accept it as being a tradable income, like a dollar bill and you buy a piece of bread, it's never going to be valueless because money is just a concept anyway, right? You <laughs> know? So so they could just keep printing as much as they want, but at some point, they have to really start to understand that they just got to fix the debt. But, you know, going in for a $5 increase, a $10 increase, I don't think it's going to make all that much of a difference to somebody if they feel the value is there. Um, Again, it's affordability. Who knows? People are still out of work. Will that make a difference? $5, $60 more a year? Maybe. But um, I'm not thinking that it's going to be all that big. If you raise
0: it fifty dollars or a hundred dollars, that might be a shock, right? Right. No, I agree. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's so, that's kind that's, of what I'm looking at. Yeah. So that's four things. That's great. So, um, and then the only other thing you know, that I would maybe me, you're trying to you're trying to squeeze me for one more, right? Uh, yeah, if you have one, if not, I'll share one. Okay. All right, well, uh, yeah, so I do, and uh, we are restructuring our uh, lobby. Okay. And so uh, I have those really, really plush chairs. Uh, that's this. And my wife hates these chairs. So let me let me uh, crap. Hold on a second.
1: He doesn't hey. want to let me crap. He, he basically said let
0: me in this comma crap. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So (laughs) this, I got
0: these chairs out of an old hotel, and they are beautiful. I mean, they're plush. You know what I mean? And and I got I don't know how many. I got forty five or forty six some odd chairs. You're right for three hundred bucks. Best lobby chair I've ever seen in my life. It's beautiful, right? So hey guys, um, but here's the thing: is that it doesn't really fit. what we want, right? So we're going to make benches. We're going to make benches, uh, in that, in the, um, in one of the lobbies. Um, and then it's going to actually have storage underneath so I can put things inside of it. Right. Um, it will be, we won't have to move these freaking things around when we vacuum. Right. Yeah. Well, we, we talked about the- your lobby, right? Your
1: lobby is a great thing that you should re- renovate that, you know, maybe do cafe tables.
0: Well, that, okay, so that is the lobby around the corner where right. they sit and, and they're watching. But my front one, yes, I want to have. Uh, we talked about this. I want to have like a, uh, a a countertop bar on both sides underneath those slats, right? It with stools and then probably like three, three to four different pub tables with three or four chairs around them. Yes, yes. Right. So we're looking at that, and then eventually I want to do that that rock wall that we talked about with the 3d logo, (laughs) you know, you're getting there. It's just going to be money is going to be the obstacle.
1: Yeah. You know, that's the thing is so like you could slowly do the build out, but that's great. So like the number five for you would be maybe to renovate your lobby area, sitting area, what I call the communication hub of your school. Um, And uh, yeah, like I had a ninjutsu guy come and visit me. He's often on our show with us. And, um, he came to my school just to watch classes and, and he, he just interviewed me on his podcast the other day. And he said, he goes, if you think of a lobby in a martial arts school, you think of, you know, lawn chairs, benches, you know, maybe a TV, some dusty retail, you know, like that. He says, when you go in your lobby, you're like in a Starbucks. You know, it's right. like you're, you know, it's, and it's, you know, and you've been to my school and, right, you saw that with the, I do have that rock, faux rock wall and monitors everywhere and cafe tables at different heights and retail wrapping the entire area. So, um, yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful space, you know, and, um, I think that that's important. So maybe start thinking of the flow. That would be my, my, my contrib- contribution to this number, um, number five, you know, or, you know, maybe renovating your flow of your school, like looking at where people will sit. You know, the great news, you just said you have two areas, so you can have people separated, especially during this, if there's social media issues, um, which obviously isn't going to probably be the case in Texas, because Gus is grappling again, and they're on the floor. They just had to sign a waiver, he said, a COVID waiver, um, and they're back at it. So no masks, no gloves, just doing it, right? So um, that's interesting. But anyway, so maybe redo your lobby, you know, look at how. People sit, what they see, retail display, you know, and that kind of stuff. So I, I like it. I mean, it's a really great thing to think about, you know. And and those are the five things that I would kind of, like, recommend to people. The only last one that I would add on, number six, right, would be, um, and I'm writing this down for me, but number six would be to reevaluate your entire life. And when I say that, don't go get a divorce or, you know, you know, you know, do anything crazy, I just look at your life and say to yourself, like, okay, am I happy doing it the way I'm doing it, this life that I live? Um, Because there's nothing worse, like, my poor dad, God rest his soul, um, was a bad businessman, he's a retired cop, made, like, $240 on his pension, it was ridiculous. Um, He never had a cost of increase, and he was one of the highest-paid departments at the time. Nassau County is one of the highest-paid police departments in the world, Nassau and Suffolk County, New York. Um, But anyway, my poor dad, when he passed, he literally had nothing. If it weren't for me, he would have been homeless, him and my stepmom. They lived in my basement. I took care of them. I bought their house from them so that they didn't have debt. Um, Everything that you could possibly think of. But, you know, so why, why not live that life of your dream? And you don't have to be rich. It doesn't have to include Ferraris and Lamborghinis and mansions, it's just the freedom is what's important, the freedom to be able to do right. what you want when you want, to enjoy your life, to spend time with those people that you love, right, to spend the time doing the things that you love. And if running your business is part of your love, that's great. Um, but if you're miserable running your business, because you're always saying things, like I talk to friends and they're like, oh, yeah, I hate my life, I hate these clients, I hate this person. I'm like, dude, if you're, all you do is hate all day long about what you do, change what you do. Quit. Go to work for another karate school, right? You know, stop complaining. But I think certain people love to just complain, too. But so so look at it. Number six would be to reevaluate what you're doing. If you're enjoying this quarantine and taking those walks with your family, yeah, maybe you could do less of them, but still do them, right, when you get back to work. Make sure Sundays, you, right. you know, you split play games, board games with your family, you know, watch that movie together, make it and have pizza nights and things like that. Like make sure you do those things because what's the sense of it, right? That doesn't make any sense. Yes. Right. It's so so that's, I think it's that's so my, my one lesson. Yeah. Life is way too short. And you know, yeah, as entrepreneurs, we buckle down, we work real hard, we work, 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 work. We go to sleep, we do it all again and mix and repeat. However, um, you look back and 30 years later you've been running your school like it just goes by like that so if you're not happy and you haven't lived a fulfilled life start making those changes now that's my one spiritual recommendation and we had some good people just sign in we have John John Bullock is a good friend of mine from from London England or not London but England and he runs um, the largest Praaha organization in the UK. Um, he, he is probably one of the 1st standalone Krav Maga schools. I haven't talked to him in a while. John, get in touch with me if you're still hearing this. I'd love to hear how you're doing um, over there. Um, and then my teacher, my, my teacher, Sian Vasquez, so well, Sensei Felix Vasquez, just joined in, and, and some guys that I know, Bob Mangan, and so on. So, so Dwayne, I, I think this is a good call. I, I feel better myself. I'm, I have a lot to do, and I'm kind of annoyed that you give me these ideas, and so now i got to get back to work and work even harder. But uh, it was awesome. So, any yeah, you want to say any more
0: stuff? No, I just obviously uh, want to encourage everybody to hang in there um, and and just be like like this call is just reevaluate things. Um, know that uh, obstacles are going to come up, um, but the obstacles are really just you know they're really the fuel to move forward and if you look at them as, um, as fuel to move forward as opposed to something that you have to overcome I think the, 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 mind, the mindset will shift because right. in everything that we do, everything that we do there's going to be obstacles um, some are right. smaller, some are larger but we as entrepreneurs we, we should and make sure that we look at those obstacles as the fuel to move yeah. forward and not something to stop us
1: yeah, that's a great closing statement. I mean, what else could I add to it? I really can That's perfect. So, um, that, yeah, that's a great. So I look forward to our next call. And um, I, I guess I'll do the closing on the part where, hey, everybody, you should really subscribe to this on iTunes. Um, you can get these podcasts. Obviously, the audio portion of it, you can get it on iTunes. And if you sign up for it, it will tell you every time we release a new uh, podcast because I get it myself. And um, a lot of our listeners, you know, people will clean their school while listening to you and I talk and go over topics, and they they utilize that as their way to do a little bit of self training business wise to get a little bit of re- a refreshing uh, ideas and mindset. So become a member of our iTunes, you know, group, and um, and also we love hearing feedback from you guys. So don't hesitate to post, even if it's. That you're watching this a month later two months later post on our our live videos you know make sure that you're giving us your thoughts and you could always email Dwayne or i and uh, give us some ideas for topics we love listening to people and um we're always constantly looking for sponsors and things like that and uh you know uh, anybody ever wants to get their a few mentions in on our podcast please reach out to us and uh, we'd love to work with you guys You know, different companies and, you know, it doesn't matter, but we'll we'll help work with you.
0: Yeah. Sounds good. Thank you, sir. All right, Dwayne.
1: Until next week. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks, Dwayne. I appreciate you. Talk to you soon. Take care, everybody. See you later. Sayonara.